can't believe we still have this. I still can't believe we have this. It's been so long. And here we go. Hey, All guys. Right. Welcome to episode 145 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Comet number five, and my fellow host will need a study break after this challenge, Big Tuck. I am so ready to go back to normal building, but I do have this to say. I think, so correct me if I'm wrong, you only have one Mardu deck, right? Correct. Kalia, which you've had for, if let me check my watch here, forever. Correct. Correct. Okay, excellent. Because I think I got a little spicy one for the next one that we can do after this. Ooh. Um, but also, uh, for those playing the home games, uh, two things. One, a and two, get handed. Because we're, <laughs> we're bringing that back in a big way. So don't even worry about it. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. Um, you know, as you and I were talking pre-precast, not even the pre-Twitch cast, which you guys listen on audio, you guys should be tuning in to Twitch and YouTube so you can see the BS that we talk about before we actually <laughs> record. Uh, I did, you know, I got recruited by a, a big tech company, which was pretty exciting. Um, but it's so weird. You know, the hiring manager sees my info on LinkedIn has the recruiter reach out to me. Uh, they shoot me the job description. You know, we do exchange maybe two messages about comp and the position. And she's like, great, you know, uh, here's what you should expect from the interview process. And it's just like, whoa, you don't even want to screen me first. You don't want to talk to me. You don't want to vet me out. You're just reading my resume and just going with that. Um, and then sure enough, maybe I they, just maybe like, they need to fill the role. Like maybe it's like an ASAP hire, right? Like they've been, they've been working on this for forever and are just trying to, I mean, she in. did say that, uh, they needed to move very quick. So maybe it has been in the works because everything I read this particular company minimum, it's three to four interviews on average, it's oh, okay. seven to eight. So maybe and, just, maybe she's trying to just get going. Cause she knows that there's going to be. All these different steps down the way? Possibly, possibly. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm someone that uh, time's valuable to me. Um, it's sure. almost as valuable as money or magic cards. And so I like <laughs> to, you know, I, I'd rather take 10 minutes, 15 minutes to vet it out than spend the hours of prep that I will end up doing into this process. Um, and we were supposed to connect today, Granted, And yeah. she said, you know, hey, let me know your availability. I did yesterday evening. Didn't hear anything back today. Uh, I'm assuming she took the day off. So I'm just going to walk in Tuesday to this interview and just see and what just happens. Pray, and just, and just pray. <laughs> uh, but it, it's literally right up my alley to where you're really trying to change societal norms and how we all conduct business on our day-to-day -day sure. lives. And that's something that I've always found interesting. Um, and... Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that my job matters, that I actually change people's lives. Um, and so, you know, this is one where it's like, man, I can really be at the forefront of this sure. because I've told you about it off cast. This concept, this seems it's like oh, in, yeah. in 50 years, that's just how it's going to be, right? right? I shouldn't have to do it the old way. Exactly. Well, good luck for you. I know you've been. Thanks. This has been, this has been a long running thing for you. Yes. So I can understand how it's getting long in the tooth. Uh, yeah, so it's getting long in the tooth and long in the cowl. Speaking of the cowl, so I've been trying to... I played this game, Disco Elysium, that I talked about briefly, and I rolled credits on it twice. And it's a game I've thought about, like, every day since I played it, right? Okay. So I've been trying... It's incredible. Like, it made me realize... It made me have a whole new idea around fascism and communism and all these, like... <laughs> political ideologies i was like i like got like drunk and called nathan lane and talked to him about this game for two hours straight 
It's so good. Uh, if you haven't played it, Disco Elysium's an all-star. But I'm trying to find like that next game that has the itch, right? Like the next okay. one that's really gonna hook me in. But I had a couple of out like outstanding games. And I hate having stuff like in my to-do list, right? It's like sure. I want to get these things done. I want to, you know, move on with my life. So I'm trying to go back and roll credits. Um, and I did finally roll credits on Arkham Knight, the Batman. All game. right. So uh, it was, it was okay. I think Arkham City was still probably my favorite, and. The main reason was I just thought I did not like the Batmobile parts at all. Sure. Like it felt like a tank game and I'm not, I'm not playing tanks. I'm playing Batmans. Right. So that kind of sucked, but I did. I thought the story was pretty interesting. I thought the way they handled redacted character was very well done, especially in the end. I will say this though, Tuck, the game's like what? Six years old, eight years old. I think you could save a character. It's fine. So the Joker's in it to everyone's surprise. Shocker. Yeah. If you can believe that in a Batman game. Uh, so there's, I thought that was very well executed, right? Yeah. Cause they knew they had to bring him back in some way, shape or form. Cause he's the best villain of all time. Yep. And like the whole way where it was like the inner battle between that. The one thing I will say is I don't like open world games. I'm kind of the opposite of you, right? Oh, I don't like going okay. exploring and hundred percenting things. So my favorite part would be like when I'd, when I would finish, a uh a story mission alfred's always like oh don't worry master wayne there's plenty of things you can do around the city that would help the people of gotham right and i always just want to be sh- i'd say like shove it and then just immediately beeline it to the next story mission unless it was locked and i was like don't talk don't tell me how to live my life pennyworth i i'm trying to rid this city of fear and everything that comes along with it i will not be talked down about the low the people the firefighters who are being <laughs> gb'd Except for the fact you're not, because in between the big story missions, your whole city needs to be saved. That's their city's problem. I'm dealing bigger things. That's what Gotham think- PD's problem. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I love the part where it's like at the end of it where they're, they say Gotham City streets are finally safe, boys. And then they roll out 1980 Crown Vicks out of the GCPD. <laughs> it's like that would even stop normal villains, right? <laughs> like a truck will just blow through these. Like, oh, wow, yeah, you guys really got it. Uh, oh, and the other thing that I thought was cool, even though I played most of the game on mute or in very low while listening to podcasts because I don't need to, I can read the subtitles if I need to. So do you know who voiced Gordon in this one? I don't. Uh, have you? Did you watch Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul? Of course. Okay, it's Mike Ehrmantraut, Jonathan no Banks. Way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's cool. It's is that awesome? I thought he did a great job. I do think that yeah. the voice acting, because again, they get Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy. Like, I think the voice acting in these are really solid. Um, it was just a little. I was a little let down. The whole thing wasn't really that surprising, but I, I rolled credits on it. I thought you'd be proud, or maybe not. I- well, our audio people uh, didn't have to uh, experience that. But hey, Twitch and YouTube got a whole minute uh, tech delay there. But, Welcome back. Um, I, I got the gist of kind of what you were saying. Um, I will say the voice acting is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, that's something that I believe has always separated the Batman games from yes. other other uh, titles. Um, I do agree with the tank. The tank got old real, real yeah. quick, especially when you had to do the sewer like the Riddler stuff that's man, that's borderline mandatory to progress certain stories, right? Yeah. Um, it just got a little repetitive, and I I kind of felt the same way about the combat. Like the only it's the the scale of difficulty in these games is there's just more coming at you, right? Yeah. So it's not like you really have to. I I found it that it was less of me becoming better, but it was me becoming better at like cheesing the system. 
like in the tank, when there's a million different drones, you can just hide in a corner and take out a whole swath of them and then move over and take out the rest of them. But to be fair, though, Tuck, the difference is you play the game on like normal or easy. I oh, play yeah. it on like kill you Batman hard. <laughs> so I definitely do not get you're, that experience. You're, you're, I was about dead, to say, you're, you're I remember whenever Batman. I would see someone with a gun, I would run. Because <laughs> it's like <laughs> bullets just kill me like it should. Uh, yeah, so I, I rolled credits on that, and now I'm I'm trying to figure out what to do next one. But I thought you would uh, I thought you would appreciate that game that I finally finished seven years ago. Last thing about video games. So if I upgrade, so I have the Xbox One, I think, right? So if I upgrade to an Xbox, whatever the X, newer yeah. one, do the graphics get better? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because I was like, I've seen people streaming this on like PS5 or on xbox something or another and it looks a million times better than mine like yep. mine's like still has horrible fade in blocky textures okay it's just because yeah, it, it's it, just because like my laptop that xbox is six years old or whatever yeah okay. well the other thing that you'll notice tuck um your load times are almost instant oh like, there is no three minute load to get to the next thing it's like maybe okay. ten. i get frustrated if it's longer than 10 seconds wow because yeah, there's there's times at the end where like the fights the fights with the tanks or the people take like 10 minutes just to finish and then you yeah. die like on the last three enemies and then you have to start over and also go through a load screen yeah very frustrating but anyway very frustrating but guys, you're not here for video game talk, or maybe you are, but you're here for the episode. Woo! So, Bruise and Builds is our deck tech series. Since we've conquered the path to 32 and the 12 themes of EDH decks, we have moved on to a segment called Say Yes to the Deck. And these will comprise of one of our hosts building a deck online specifically geared towards the playstyle of the other, but still challenging how they play EDH. And at the end, we'll see if they say yes to the deck. But of course, the heart of Brews and Bills is still here. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, you do know that these have a bit of a holiday twist. So Unreal. we broke, uh, described the brewing of decks, similar to how the beer is brewed, or should we say the nog is brewed. Oh. Broke that down into four different categories. The first one's ramp instead of your board state. We call that grains. And nog would be like dairy, cinnamon, these sort of things. But grains are the foundation of every beard. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Dex needs ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like grain profiles, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. And then we have how does your board interact with all of your opponents? We call that hops. And hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors, grow in a variety of strands, and help separate distinguish subcategories like this thank you uh, IPA. Op choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do what it wants. How does the deck actually close out or win? We call that yeast. And yeast are the microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then we have shenanigans. It's to be pet card synergies that maybe just don't fit the deck, but are kind of fun. Unfortunately, Alter the Brood's a little out of budget. We have to call that Spice. And not every beer has them, but Spice's additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a penny stout, or the addition of carrot, chocolate, cream cheese, cinnamon, and granola that differentiates this who the put carrot in the cake uh, imperial milk stout, which I'll be enjoying wow. here shortly. Uh, not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then to cap it off, we do have a bottle capping. These are going to be Big Tucks and I's, except not. It's only going to be my cuts and adds to the deck. 
Well, and let's just say they have to be under a very tight budget. Um, the only restriction is I can't do mana-only lands, which in this case would have blown my budget out of the water. So without further Next. ado, let's get brewing. Um, this month, If, like I said, if you listened last week, we're doing it a little bit different since it is Christmas in July. Santa Claus can't keep his fat ass out of the summer. Um, so one of our mods, Rocketing Moss. There you go, Tuck. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. This great idea for a budget challenge. So what is the exact challenge? The entire deck must cost less than $1. Notable exclusions would be your basic lands, and you could cheese those like I did, or and the commander. Now, the IRL deck can have dim- different printings. It can be foil, yeah. which do not count against the budget. TCG lowest available card counts to that dollar. So being Christmas in July, Big Tuck, what did you actually gift me with? And just so you know, I have not gotten the cards yet. Okay. They said that they just shipped to sh- one of them shipped yesterday, which is the package that I think of the card I misplaced. And then the other one shipped today. So you should okay. be getting them shortly. Uh, so I decided to go with one of the cards that I think is going to be insane in this format. And that is our Jeskai Voltroni Lord, Shu Yun, the Silent Tempest. So for those who don't know, this was one of the original Voltron commanders, which I've always had a kind of love-hate relationship with. But two colorless and a blue for a 3-2 legendary creature human monk with prowess. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn, which is fine on a mythic legendary, or it's not a mythic, it's rare. Um, but the best part about this is whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may play hybrid red-white hybrid red white if you do target creature gains double strike until end of turn newsflash it's mostly going to be him because <laughs> if i learned anything from playing the deck that you gave me the commander is pretty much the only way i was dealing damage the entire time so <laughs> originally i wanted to do we have, we've talked a lot about how much we love modal cards so my original deck was every card in here has a choose one or choose more oh gosh so i had the list right and I thought, I was like, and this is right when I was first building this. So I was like, this is, this 10 cent card is going to be an all-star, right? No, no, no. It was $10. I was like, oh God. So I kept in, I tried to keep in most of the ones that I could. Um, okay. And there's still a lot of really good ones in here. But I think this deck won't really care what you choose when you do it. Because what our plan is, we are playing mostly non-creature spells. I think I have like, what, six creatures in the deck or something like that. So we're going to control the card, control the bard, control the board and try to like two for one, draw a card, something along those lines. We also have low cost evasion spells to pump him up and then other spells that are going to give him more power and toughness. So I really tried to find as many low cost spells that you can go off because we're not, we're short on mana rocks as we've talked before. Uh, A handful of cards are the best ones that you could possibly have in the game. And I think that this one in a slower format, which I think this dollar deck will be, this one's got to be able to come screaming out of the gates and start piling on combat damage onto people pretty quick. And I know you don't like your current Jeskai deck, so I thought I'd give you one that has a little bit more interaction with the board too. Well, so you definitely went the angle I went for you with, okay, this budget format, probably Voltron's going to be the easiest way to like do this. Um, and so I will say though, so I was reading through the list and initially I was like, okay, this is a little boring because, you know, it's just like, okay, it's a bunch of non-creatures, just going to give them double stride. There's hardly any other creatures, but I think the thing that a lot of people forget about Shun Yun is the prowess. I completely forgot about the prowess and more just the fact that it doesn't only trigger once a turn. 
Because right. in my head, I'm like, okay, cool. He's a four three with double strike. Maybe you gave him plus three, and so he's like a seven. Yeah, exactly. man, that's nice. That's cute. But I don't know how excited I am about it. But then I was like, oh my gosh, all these low to the ground non creature spells. I probably should be able to one shot someone one turn and then one shot someone the next turn and one shot someone the turn after that. And I win in three turns. And like even even like there's a I, I found a handful of enchantment spells that are more controlling the board. Even uh-huh. those count towards it. Right. So yep. I think that's like the part that I like the most is that it's any non creature spell. And I think you will see that reflected in the CMC because the CMC is one six two with lands and two point six one without lands. Oh, okay. Maybe okay. the lowest we've seen. See, I hate you know, and I I know we've talked about that privately. I hate the whole CMC with lands. With lands, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. I, I don't. I don't think that makes any sense. Um, so no, yeah, it, it absolutely doesn't. And I know um, inflation has reared its ugly head yet again because. Shu Yun is a 20 cent card and the deck price is currently listed at $1.25. When I built it, it was listed at $1.20. So all in, including the commander. So the the are, I'm curious, Duck, do you think if Shu Yun was designed today, it would still have prowess, but do you think it would be like whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell? Because I yeah. feel like it having non-creature on both is almost unfair. Yes, I agree. I completely agree. And I think that's that is why we don't see a lot of prowess cards printed anymore. And now you see a lot of things when you cast instant sorceries, that sort of thing. Um, he would probably would have been redacted like that. And I, I have seen this card. I've seen $20 versions of this card. I've seen $200,000 versions of this deck. And it's 200,000. No, you know what I mean? I think I've seen $1,500 and that really plays in, right? Like I've seen non-creature builds of this, which I couldn't quite get to. So I think that it, that would be something that would be changed in the future. Yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah, and as Tuck talked about, it's only a dollar twenty-five. We talked about the CMC. You know, from a color breakdown, feel like you did pretty, pretty dang good. Um, just about right on everything. And the one that I agree with is having slightly more access to red mana than you mm-hmm. have symbols. For some reason, in any deck that I have red, and it's multicolored. I need to have more access to red pit or red mana sources than I actually need have cards. Cause for some reason it's just like red mana never wants to get drawn. It's just like mountains are like, eh, that's not my <laughs> thing. Like, guy. Uh, I'm, yeah, that's more of a green me. thing. Not, not for me. Uh, and the breakdown, the only thing I would recommend is it has 37 lands. So you might want to give it a couple of play tests and see if that's too many. Cause mm. I know yours had 34. I just ran yep. out of budget with the cards I wanted. <laughs> So that's how Tuck built the deck for me, guys. He was like, let me get to a dollar. How many card slots left? All basics. Uh, there's, but there are some in here that are like seven cents, which you have to have, which the deck does not work without. So that's why, and we'll talk about one of them a little bit later. All right, guys. Well, before we get into the deck, um, we would really appreciate it if you guys could go hit up our Patreon patreon.com slash cmd tower um we got a lot of different ways that you can support us on there all of that goes into like now you see a simulcast simulcasting on twitch and youtube we're getting a soundboard in we're kind of looking into some like digital amplifiers me and tuck are going to magic 30 we're going to have some giveaways and stuff that we're going to leave around um you know and all of your guys' support goes into supporting those things without your support we can't do those things so um anything you could do patreon.com slash cmd tower now let's start with the ramp and grain section, and I believe we all remember from last episode, Tuck said that was his deck. He gets to go first, so this is my deck, my Take house. It. Take it away. Uh, first one I wanted to talk about is 
the highest CMC card in the entire deck. I just like it for the modal function because I see what you're doing. Here. Oh, um, we're, we're talking elemental masterpiece. Yes, exactly. Five colorless is it. So you could pay uh, blue and red sorcery. It's a common um, create two, four, four blue and red elemental creature tokens, which, you know, late game and a budget. That's pro- the crazy thing. Tuck is getting two, four, fours, like turn 10 in a budget game is like, whoa, <laughs> it's, not, it's probably unbeatable. But the reason it's in the grain section, I'm assuming, um, and the reason I would probably use this card, guys, is I could pay hybrid is it, hybrid is it, discard elemental masterpiece, create a treasure token. So I really look at this as like, okay, I held up mana to kind of trick you into thinking I have interaction. Okay, I don't really have anything. I'm not getting to seven anytime soon. Pitch it. Let's get a treasure token. And that's future mana for future turns. It's a very creative way to still play into Shu Yun, but also uh, giving me a modal option for ramp. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like I said, I don't know how often you're going to be able to cast it for its hard cost, but giving this effectively is like this versions of a turn two mindstone or something along those lines. Sure. Um, I also hate, like, again, I understand we've gone over this before. It could just easily just say channel in that box. Cause that's all this is. You channel it for hybrid hybrid, and then you get a treasure token. Oh, it's, it's just stupid. I don't, I, I don't know. Whatever. We don't need to get on that. But yes, I, I hope that this is. I hope this is in your opening hand because I think this is really going to help you accelerate through the game. Yeah, and I. The only other comment I'll say, I like that it's hybrid for both of the mm. activations for the discard. It would kind of suck if it was like red, red. And yes. It's like, oh, yeah. I only have one mountain. It's right. like no matter what mana I'm getting, other than the white in this circumstance, which that would really suck. Um, <laughs> right. I should be able to do this. Exactly. Yes. Well, what's your first grain? Nailed it. All right. So this is the one. I th- I'm i hot on this card, period. I think this card's great, and I think it's even better for Ascent. And this is the other one. This is the one I mentioned to you that is not gonna, you're going to have to figure out how to get this on your own. Because this is like this budget version that's going to take you two turns to draw a card. And that's all the interaction. But you will be able to do it for, again at a later time. I think I know... I can't remember the card you had texted me. Is it a one drop? Yes, and it's an instant. All right. Three, two, one. Secrets of the Secrets Key. Secrets of the Key. This card's incredible. <laughs> one blue for an instant. Uh, it's got Investigate. If the spell was cast from a graveyard, Investigate twice instead. and has Flashback for three colors and a blue. It's an instant speed, so you can hold up your mana. It's a non... It's a non... Uh, it's a non... Creature spell. spell. So it triggers that. And effectively, you get half of divination for the same cost. For a col- for two colors and a blue, you get to draw a card. And it's in speed, for God's sakes. The only reason I wanted to talk about it is I thought this was a very cute way for essentially three mana uh, trigger prowess and get double strike. Um, yeah. I, I, I think most people, I think double strike is in there. A card that just gives double strike for, I think, red, red. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of yeah. stuff like that. So. Like Fury or something like uh, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, those so car- those it, cards essentially cost just like one more cents. mana and, you know, I have access to it in blue. So I like it. And then the you get flashbacks to draw a card. not in- inconsequential either because oh, there's sure. going to be times in these games where you have nothing to do. Because That's kind of what like, I thought. Yeah. Like you're, you're running out of your instant speed trick. So you do this once just to trigger him and then you get the clue token that's just going to sit around. Then eventually yep. it kind of replaces itself sloppily. So again, for Ascent, I think this card has a lot of value in this deck. Yeah, for sure. Well, my last grain 
is the best mana dork in the entire deck. Um, I, oh, is, I wonder yes. is this is this one of the ones that that costs some some pennies by chance? There's, there's a couple. So there's two in here. There's three creatures in the grain that all I really had to dig up, and they're all worth whatever they have to be. Well, I liked Unblinking Observer. I yes. thought this is a super cool card. It's very similar to that elf I put in your Space Godzilla deck, where it's like the green for creature spells, and it's like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Exactly. Um, so Unblinking Observer, colorless blue, creature homunculus, it's a 2-1. Tap, add blue, spend this mana only to pay a disturb cost, or cast an instant or sorcery, which we're going to be doing left, right, and center. So... It's on its face. I mean, if I can get this down turn two, I feel like I'm in a really good spot, even right. though this mana can't be used for anything Shuyun related. Right. And I think it's just like, this just gives you that option to, you know, I think that with Secrets of the Key, now you have all your mana open to either do another combat trick or mm -hmm. immediately trigger the double strike, right? So yeah. I, trust me, I was looking, I was trying to do Goblin Electromancer, cards like 20 cents, not going to happen. I was just looking for ways to generate more mana because you're going to need kind of you're going to need more than just your basic lands to really go off and knock people out. Yeah, you 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 have to do like baby storm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Baby baby storm. Oh god! Baby storm, when I start baby storm, should we start playing uh, baby doll? Ooh, wait, oh, baby doll or baby metal? Baby metal. Sorry, baby metal. Look that up, people. If you don't know what that is, it's <laughs> something. I don't know if it's good or bad. Well, Tuck, you got two left. Give us your next grain card. So I take your, hey, Lise, I take your, what was it? The bear? Oh, stuffed bear. Stuffed bear. I take that, but I also give you a treasure out of it as well with our boy Mimic. I think this oh. card is insane for a cent. Is, are you cut? Okay, so two colors for an artifact treasure. I'm not cutting it, but okay. it's, don't even put it on stuffed bear level. That's a 4-4, four, four, sir. It does the same thing. It does the same it's thing. a 4-4. Four, four. Two, two colors for an artifact treasure that's a common. A lot of the cards in this deck are from Adventures from the Gotten Realms, which is completely by accident. Tap, sacrifice it, add one man of any color, and then two. Uh, it becomes a shapeshifter artifact creature with base power and toughness, 3-3 three, three till end of turn. So again, in a pinch, this is what's going to get you that one more mana to cast that one more spell to turn Shayuan that much bigger. Um, and if not, then you might have a little cheesy blocker. You, this might be able to save you from commander damage from someone else for a cent. I think it does a lot of work in these sort of decks. Yeah. I mean, it's, I just look at this in the same realm as elemental masterpiece. It's just, I have to do it at sorcery speed sure, instead yeah. of instant speed. Um, just investing mana into future turns. Um, is going to be critical because like we talked about, we're going to need to baby metal storm um, on a turn <laughs> to be able to one shot someone in a true fashion. My question though, Tuck, traditionally ramp in this fashion, it's like, I got to get my commander out as soon as possible, which I agree with. I mean, the deck doesn't do anything without Shu Yun. Right. But then, because all of these are sacrifice, I'm losing the thing once I use it. Once, do you think I save it for Shu Yun? Or do you think I save these for when it's like, okay, I got three non-creatures in hand. Now I know I can one-shot Tuck or Ross. I think it's the latter because I Shu Yun coming in at three is nice. And then five isn't that bad. So, because that's what Space Court's Godzilla costs, right? So yeah. I think you can suffer him dying once or twice. Um, so 
I would save these treasures up for this is the one shot turn, right? Or some okay. big like saving up for some protection spells or something along those lines. Uh, I don't Fair. think you need to ramp into your commander as opposed to the Space Godzilla one. Every single card that you're playing is ramping into him coming out as fast as possible, right? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, Tuck, give us your final grain card. So this is our first modal card, and it's one of the most expensive cards in the deck at five cents. I actually play this in a lot of budget builds because it is. I think it has some really good modes to it, and that hmm. card is Supreme Will. So two colorless and a blue for an instant. Choose one. You can counter target spell unless it's, a, it's controller pays three. Or you can look at the top four cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, and the rest in the bottom of your library in any order. So I feel in this, in this play style, people are going to be mana scrounging all the time. They're going to yeah. be looking for any single out. I mean, we've talked about, I have it in here as well. Ecologist Terrarium being a must-have at five cents to help filter out your lands. That's how mana starved we're going to be in these. So I don't think anyone's really going to have the means to pay an additional three when you counter the biggest spell. And then also, you can also replace itself. So are there better versions of this card in the deck? Yes. But I think paying the one more for that modal chance when you're on your back heels is really going to make this card worth its money. So I guess my question to you is... Do you because you have this in the grain section, but it's a modal card like we talked about. Yeah. So, is its primary purpose in the deck the look at the top four and put one into hand, or is the primary purpose the counter spell? I think it's the latter. I think it's a it's a filter card off the top to try to find your yeast cards and your other cards to interact with the board versus the counter spell. I think the counter spell is the nice to have here, right? Because I gotcha. mean, brainstorm's better than this, but brainstorm's seventy cents, right? Just finding cards that are just raw value of top deck thinning or drawing cards is really hard to get. So for me, this having that plus a counterspell when you need it, that's where I look at it more. This is a draw okay. spell with a potential counterspell. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up the grain section for Shu Yun. Uh, before we head over to the next one, uh, we would really appreciate if you guys are looking for any type of accoutrement for your uh, gameplay area, uh, head over to our Etsy store, etsy.com. Just type in CMD Tower into the search thing and you'll find it on there. We do have both of our playmats, foil and non-foil on there. We do have our sleeves. We do have our reminder tokens. Uh, we do have our get up and fight coin, our monarch token, um, you know, all super high quality. Once again, just like our Patreon we talked about earlier, all of the proceeds literally just go back into stuff for you guys. Um, so everything you do, just know it is going to creating better content um, and just improving the overall experience. So just remember Etsy.com CMD Tower. Now Hell we're going to head over to the Whoa. top profile and Tuck, what are you, what, what are you thinking about here? I mean, we got, I mean, you got a, you had a pretty even grain section at 16 and then now we're going a little bit hoppier at 22. Are you really trying to have me be the bad guy at the table? Is that really... Well, the I, deck that you built, like I'm the asshole. I think that, but that's, I think you like to, can, I think the decks that you like the most are the ones where you can dictate how the game goes, right? Win, lose or anything. I like, I think I like, like when we've streamed before the decks that you played, you had the cards that you were like, guys, I'm just playing cards over here. I don't know what you're upset about. Right? Like I'm not doing anything. And people were just like, they're, they're just shut down their entire deck. Right. They were just so, like, get handed. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag get handed for all you play in the home game. Uh, so the first card I want is, I'll be honest with you. 
if this car, if I didn't care about the choose mechanic, this card would have been cut a million years ago. But I have to have it in here because that's where I chose. And this is one of the few creatures in the decks that I think is going to actually, its power and toughness is really going to matter. And that card is Don Blaker Cleric, colorless and a white for a 1 3 creature human cleric. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, choose one. Cure Wounds, we're going to skip that. You gain two life. Probably not going to use it very much, but who knows? Dispel Magic, destroy target enchantment, and Gentle Repose, exile target card from a graveyard. So, I don't know if the enchantment thing is going to be as important, right? Because I don't think we're playing a lot of enchantments. There's only four in this deck. I can't remember how much is in Biosports. The Gain 2 Life, also not as exciting. But we're going to need ways to interact with the graveyard. And I think that this one giving you that chance to do so and leave up a blocker while you're rebuilding Shu Yun, or because I think you're going to be attacking all the time with Shu Yun, you need something to defend yourself with. So here you get a blocker that also does something else. It's four cents. <sighs> so I would say this. I'm not, it's not on my cut list, I don't think. Um, I would cut it just from a budget perspective. I don't think this is that's worth what four I was, cents. I, that's what I was just going to ask is do you think this card's worth four cents? No, I would almost rather trans, tr uh, trade this in for a penny creature that only does one thing. And maybe it is just gain a life, you know, oh, or destroy sure. enchantment. I'd rather get a penny card for that and then take the three pennies. And I know, guys, we sound ridiculous. <laughs> like take three pennies into something else just to get something better. Cut, um, cut, this, because, cut, this, cut this for two creatures, take out a land? Yeah, maybe. I mean, so here's the thing. If it had flash, I'd be oh, okay yeah. with it. Because the exile target card from a graveyard is worthless. Because every graveyard thing, it's like, okay, I put it there, and now I'm doing my deal. Right. And if I can't flash it in, like, what good does getting rid of a card from a but graveyard you can do? get You can get Bioquartz Bio Space See, Godzilla. That's the reason it's in here. You were just thinking, like, oh, if Bioquartz is in there, can he get rid of it? Exactly. And it's like, nah, that's now you all can. right. I built, you the I built you the winningest deck. I think this deck's going to go ham when we stream <laughs> on, July, on July 11th. With oh, yeah, I guess Bruce we should probably letting people know that. All right, well, my first one is Budget Singular Heroic Intervention. Uh, Got to be able to do these things on a budget, but I like this because it does also boof Shuyun, um, and I have to say boof, not just buff, because you get more boof. Sure. when you have the will. Adamant yes, will. we do. We do one. Adamant Whoa. will. All-star. White instant target creature gets plus two, plus two, and gains indestructible until end of turn. Holy crap. That's a slam dunk. You think you're going to quadruple block Shuyun? I don't think so. <laughs> no longer. <laughs> so, I so I think it's a slam dunk for the same reason. I also think that finding a card that will give him plus three, plus three for two at budget is extraordinarily difficult. <laughs> so, for me, just the fact it does that and adds indestructible on top of it is bonkers sure. for a cent, right? If you yep. compare... Four of these, two of these at two cents is better than Don Breaker Cleric at four. I totally agree. Oh, with you. yeah, absolutely. Right? Like slam dunk. All right, Tuck. Well, give us your last hop card. Okay. This is another one that deals with will. And I think this card is even, I think even though this card isn't necessarily a choose one, I think it kind of is because it gives you a lot of options of what you want to do with it. Hmm. I know what you're talking about. It's not mine. It's not yours? Okay. I think Will of the All Hunter is like that. It's like a backup sort of version of. Well, not really. There's another card no, that's a backup really. version of that. But I think this card also does a lot. What we're looking for. So Will of the All Hunter is a colorless and a white for. It's an instant for two cents. Target creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn. 
if it's blocking, instead put two two one one counters on it, which is like that works, right? I don't think Shu Yun is going to be blocking too much, but just in case you cast him, he has summoning sickness. Someone comes in, you can cast this. It gets him even bigger for the next turn. That's kind of the best case scenario there. But more importantly, this card has cycling, so that's to me is the mode, right? So the modes are hmm. buff up Shu Yun or or pitch this and draw a fresh one, which again. There's not that much removal, but there is a few. There is a handful of cards in here that can deal with other people's creatures and other people's things. So if you already have a handful of buffs for Shuyun, you can just cycle this one away and hope that you get a more of a removal spell after it. Yeah, um, I the thing I like about it is as much as I think you believe I'm going to be attacking every turn, I like to be very smart about putting my attacking creatures in harm's way. <laughs> You're, so not a com- you're, you're not a kamikaze player like me. Or this no, not, absolutely if not. I, if I am untapped, then we're going in, baby. So that's I actually like it for the it's blocking instead. Do the two oh, plus okay. one counters um, because I like the fact that there are going to be times where you know Shuyun doesn't have haste, and it's just like right. oh okay, like played it, and it's like okay, well let's get in before he gets us, and it's like okay, let's get a couple counters on there. Give it double strike. I'll take care of like the thing that that's coming at me. Maybe it's a token that someone just didn't care about. Right. Uh, but then chew you now as a five four for next turn with a buff. I can one shot someone potentially. Right. Um, you, so that's you... actually the mode I like the most. But I do like the fact that it can be kind of a yeast card with just the straight plus two plus two. Yes. I like that it's a grain card with the cycling. So it it does check a lot of boxes for me. Do you so for me personally? I think you're talking about like when to burn your t- treasure tokens, when to burn your mimic. This is a card that you would want to burn that on, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you have if you have your mimic and something else, and you're able to block, this is this is worth the investment to get the counters on him as yeah. well as kill something else, right? Yeah, for nice. sure. Because then it's longer lasting. It's not just the burst that you get from the yes. instant. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, I got two left. Um, the next one I wanted to talk about was another one from Adventures of from the Forgotten Realm. I think Tuck just has like a fetish for that set. I literally, I don't, I can only work with the cards that are under the budget. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. How many did I even have in mind? I didn't think you I had, had a that handful. Many. I think you had a handful. Handful is different than like 80% of the deck. I feel also, like I'm playing a pre-con here. Also, to be fair, Adventures in Forgotten Realms had a ton of cards that said you choose on it. So it just worked out that way. So we're talking about you're ambushed on the road. I really mm-hmm. like this. Um, yes. A single white. It's an instant. It's a common. Choose one. Make a retreat. Return target creature you control to its owner's hand. Stand and fight. Target creature gets plus one, plus three until end of turn. I love this from a modal perspective because A, we can give Shu Yun a fat butt and some double strike to take care of something. Uh, we could bounce someone's creature that's maybe coming at us. There's not going to be a lot of hexproof flying around. To, in be, a to be fair, this game. one says target creature you control. Oh, sorry, you control. Oh, so I guess it's like more of a protection spell for Shu right. Yun. Yeah, exactly. to kind of bounce them. I'm less hot on that. Um, the plus one, plus one, plus three is actually why I liked it. And the yeah. fact that once again, it's one mana. So really that one mana means plus two, plus six. Cause I'm going to, or uh, with for three, cause I'll be able to double uh, strike right. with Shuyun. Um, mm-hmm. Oh God, no, it's actually plus three, plus seven. Cause you'll get prowess on top of that. Right. Exactly. And I will say this, any, in my opinion, any of the you something, 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 those are the best cards in the deck. Because mm. I think they're all good, and I think they all have great modes to it. 
Last card. It's real quick and easy. One of the best budget removal spells for difficult things. Dispeller's Capsule. Oh, Single I can't white. believe this was a scent. Artifact. Two colorless white. Basically, one more than Disenchant. Sacrifice it. Destroy target artifact enchantment. I like this because it's a Rattlesnake card. And in a budget game people are going to be very particular about how they spend their resources because it's going to be very difficult to recover if you invested six into something and it gets blown up. So Dispeller's Capsule is going to do a lot. And we talked about how the equipments that give flying or evasion or something like that are like top tier in this format. Yes. So being able just to wait turn one, is this, is this, does the person really want to burn one of their three destroy target enchantment spells on this and then you retaliate on them later? Couldn't believe it was two cents. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the hop section. And before we head over to our game-winning area, um, we would love for you guys to check out abyssproxyshop.com. And when you go, please use code CMDTOWER. Um, that gets you 10% off your entire order. It's stackable with their other discounts that they have. Plus, they do give a little bit of a kickback to the channel, which, once again, is the theme throughout all the advertisements. <laughs> all of that stuff does go directly back to you guys. Um, we are going to be doing a giveaway of five cards that they had exclusively printed for us um, on that July 11th at 7.30 Central Standard Time uh, Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash cmdtower. Um, so we're going to be giving those away, and you actually have to be on stream to win it. So be sure to do it. Plus, if you guys catch me and Tuck at Magic 30 in Vegas, we're going to be giving away command towers that Abyss has provided with our QR codes. But hey, get you a free playtest card, some cool art on there that they've uh, designed themselves. Um, so abyssproxyshop.com, code CMD Tower. Now so let's good. head over to see how Shu Yun is going to cut some bitches in the yeast section. And, uh, I mean, we're going to just talk about one of the better cards in, in the yeast section, just flat out. It's the very first one on the list. You see it. It's been printed, I think, to death, and that's why it's probably a penny. We're talking Angelic Gift. Um, so good. It's a limited <laughs> all-star. It's a budget all-star. Colorless white, enchantment aura, enchant creature. So now we're not, we still get our prowess and non-creature triggers, but it's not a one-time thing for the turn like an instant is. Enchanted creature has flying. That right there makes it a yeast. But the fact that when this enters the battlefield, you also get to draw a card, that's really great. It replaces itself. It gives your commander evasion. I mean, what more could you ask for? Four mana on, so on turn, the turn after you play Shu on Shu Yu on. Shu Yun? Shu Yun. Shu Yun, sorry. Uh, I used to live, the place I was was Sha Yuan, where I lived in China. That was the oh. train station I lived. So I've, it's the mental block. The turn after you play, after you play Shu Yun, the silent tempest, for four mana, you draw a card, give him double strike and flight. And plus one, plus one. And plus one, plus one. Yeah, it's ins it's insane, right? Like, this has to be the most efficient card in the deck. The problem is, is that I have no way, we, there's no way to recur this. It's, yep. if, if he dies, if you bounce it back to save him, it's toast. But imagine if you drew into one of the other one mana spells that pumps him. That's how you do your, like, knock someone out who hasn't any creatures on their board yet. Slam. Yeah. Down. Amazing. All right, Tuck, what's your first one? So there's one card that... We, I got savaged by our old pal Bosch and Roll over and over and over again on the first time he streamed with Chun Li. And I'm not going to lie to you, this is one card in the deck that inspired me to build this entire deck. 
it's six it's six pennies and it is a u card and that it's card a, is a me card or a letter the u card the it's a y-o-u card because oh. and also we all like we all know how much i like to get wet so how am I going to handle it when I come to a river? You come oh. to a river. The card, the best card in the deck, the card that inspired me to build it, this thing is unbeatable. Colors in a blue for an instant for six cents. Choose one. Fight the current. Bounce target non-land permanent to its owner's hand at instant speed. I don't think you can get any more efficient than that in this, in this, in this build. Find a crossing. Target creature gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn and can't be blocked. Again, four mana, what's that? Plus two, plus one, double strike, and can't be blocked? It's yeah, insane. so you're dealing 10 command damage for four mana. It's it's the best card in the deck. It's literally the best card in the deck. This is what inspired me to build this one, and I really hope that I get killed by this on July 11th. I would make me so happy if, if, this, is what, if this is how it came down to it. Chun Li yeah. punched me in the face 17 times with this card from Bosch. And as soon as that happened, I was like, I'm building a deck around this card. It's so good. Tuck, I'm sorry you misspoke. She kicked you in the face. She kicked me in the face. A bunch of times. times. Yes. 100 <laughs> times the hurricane kick. Yeah, I mean, you said everything that needs to be said about this, but I also do like the fact that it is modal. And if we needed to return target non lane permanent to someone's hand, because it's like you they were able to get to 10 mana and get like the big boy and their deck out. It's like, okay, we, we can, we can get rid of that. We can negate that. It'll be fine. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of that. I hope so. Cause if without that card, this deck wouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my next one, let's just say it has a flare for the dramatic flare of faith. Oh, also very good. Oh yeah. This card's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, this card's the best one, because if we're going to keep going off what we've been saying. So it's a colorless white instant. Ignore the first part. (laughs) Target human gets plus three, plus three, and gains indestructible until end of turn. Uh, So once again, Tuck, with our example, four mana. Shu Yun now becomes a seven, five, or seven, six with uh, double strike indestructible. Indestructible. It's insane. It's insane for a cent. Like, I think that if you're playing a human Voltron deck, this is still good in it, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's got protection. It doesn't cost that much. Um, and I think one thing that you notice about some of these things that we've talked about, you come to a river, this card, some of the other ones in here, they usually have colorless and one mana. So the the homunculus and the other cards that only care about casting sins and sorceries still help get these off the ground even more efficiently, right? Because casting this card for one is insane. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't look at it that way because you still have to tap the homunculus mm. for mana. So it's, sure. it's not like it's just reducing the cost. It's right, just right, right. mana rock. So I, I don't look at it from that perspective, but I do agree with your human. And I'm going to take it a step further. Human commander matters decks. Oh, and sure. Honestly, looking at this, it's like, do I have a slot in Kalia for this? Because like this could protect her. When I swing, because I have to swing with her to even do the rigmarole. Do you think this goes into my human build? Oh, you're um, Silvar. Well, ooh, I mean, I mean, protect a- her at all costs. Yeah, and swinging in for a six-six death touch is a lot bigger of an ass than three-three. I meant my my humans uh, devouring deck, like my actual oh. humans upgrade to the precon. I honestly don't remember that. It's, been so <laughs> it's, long a, it's episode it. 80 something or another. So it's totally fine if you don't remember it. 
Well, that means it was 65 episodes ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like over a year. That's like a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's incredible. All right, Tuck. Give us your next yeast card. So I can't put in Berserk. I can't put in the Red Giant Growth. So we really are digging through the trenches of how to find cards that can do this. But I am very enthusiastic about this card. Oh, yeah. Three, two, one. Stolen Vitality. Wait, what? (laughs) What? Oh, that one's... We're we're effectively talking about the same card. So I was talking about something else. So you go you go ahead. No, that. no, no. You go. Okay. Uh mine was enthusiastic study. Oh. Yeah, which is fa- which is fairly similar. So mine is two colorless and a red for an instant. Target creature gets plus three, plus one, and gains trample intended to turn. And then you also learn. So learn, I think, is sneaky good in this for sense on the dollar, because you can reveal a lesson card you own from outside the game and put it in your hand. You're never gonna do that. Or discard a card to draw a card. So if you're mana flooded, you discard a land, find another kill yep. spell in there. But again, it goes back to the point of plus three, plus one, sorry, plus four, plus two on top of that and double strike. Again, that turns them into a seven, seven, which I think is a magic number we're trying to get at, right? If you can get them up to seven, seven and then give them the double strike, that's going to start getting people terrified and their life totals are going to start plummeting. And anyone's <laughs> going to be up for death on command on commander damage. I actually think the sweet spot's six. Oh, okay. Because here's the issue. Because you always want to be efficient in the attack right. and how you're doing the pump. And 7-7, seven, because seven, Shu Yun always has double strike. Like, why are you not doing double strike? And so then it's like you're dealing 28 command damage. And so I almost think like part of, the, and this is going to be fun for me, part of the mini game is going to be, how do I either get someone to an exact two turn, or sorry, one attack clock or two attack clock right one attack clock if i can get him to 11 with double strike boom i kill you on the spot mm. the two attack i just need to get you to six because that's 24 right right, and, right, right. And, and then i can save some of those pump spells for other things i see that's kind of where yes. my mind is going okay yeah no i agree with that because then yeah you double it up okay i'm right there with you so uh, but I think also to your point that the trample, he doesn't, the, the only downside is Shuyun doesn't have any evasion, right? So yep. anything that gives him trample or flying or unblockable is going to be completely bonkers in this. Almost like exactly the card that you'd mentioned. Stolen Vitality. <laughs> and see, and you talked about the enthusiastic. It's smiling like a madman. He does look like a crazy person. <laughs> it's the trample. I mean, come on. Um, so Stolen Vitality, colorless red instant. Target creature gets plus three, plus one until end of turn, just like Tux. But it does have a modal aspect to it. Um, exactly. If it's your turn, that creature gains trample until end of turn. Otherwise, it gains first strike until end of turn. I'm going to be honest. I'm ignoring the first strike part because I don't know a world where that matters. I can't. Yeah, well, and there's a lot of cards that were like blah, blah and and first strike. But. I it's pointless when you can just give him double strike, which is first strike plus, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't. Uh, it really. I it, the cards that I looked up really were trying to shovel me in that direction. I ended up trying to cut as many of them as I could. His first strike is like worthless with yeah, this particular commander. 
Yeah, the only thing I can ever see that being beneficial for is if, like, Justin, like what we were talking about, Tuck, with, like, the the sweet spot for power. If I was at 7 and it was, like, or someone was at 14, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to waste the mana on the double strike, but they do have some blockers. So it's like, okay, you know, maybe, like, first strike could help on a block and I could save my mana for something else. Maybe, you know, you know, maybe I the the trample gets me to where I don't need to pay for the double strike. It's just I'll be able to get the extra three. Ah, right. So it, there there could be a very, very fringe case where the first strike might actually matter. But I mean, if this thing just said two and it was just plus three, plus one and trample to limited turn, I'd have been fine with it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, what's your last yeast card? All right. Again, another evasion card. It's going to go right in everything we want for one white mana. And one cent, you get your wings of the cosmos. It's an instant. Target creature gets plus one, plus three, and gains flying until end of turn and untap it. So, again, what more? We talked about turning Shu Yun into a blocker. This is a great card to do it, right? Gives him his evasion, gives him some pump, and then also leaves him untapped after you go to combat. So, slam dunk in here the other one i want to sh- the other one i want your opinion on real quick because i mean do you have anything to say about wings of the cosmos i just think it's bonkers no, it, this card's a scent and it's so good in this deck i mean it i can understand it's a scent because it's just more of a butt on it yeah um but i look i think once again we're in this spot to where we just need to get a non-creature spell out there yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and then what? What's the the benefit for me? The plus one, plus three, I don't care about. But the flying till end of turn, the untap it. That's where I care because I should be able to like declare it as an attacker. Um, you know, before pass priority, wings of cosmos, and it sure. has flying plus one, plus three, because that way my opponent can can block it um, if they have a flyer. But then the untap. So it's like he's been tapped. He's now untapped. So he kind of has pseudo vigilance. I could pay the two to give him double strike. So now he's going to be a five, whatever, with double strike. You know, maybe that's enough to kill someone. Or maybe that's enough to, like, you know, take care of a big, scary flyer. Because flyers are going to be a premium. So I I really like it. Um, Yeah, that plus one, plus three. It's fairly incidental. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's fine. But the untap and the flying is key. Is key. So I do have one question for you before we move on. It's one of the it's one of the four enchantments in the deck. Do you feel that Zephyr Charge is as good as I think it is? Yeah, absolutely. It is. Okay. So for anyone playing the home game, it's a colorless and a blue for enchantment. And then also has a colorless and a blue target creature gains flying until end of turn. I just didn't know if we're going to have the mana resources to be able to do that. But if you have this card out, you figure out a way to do it, right? Well, because I think it becomes the the debate of, okay, what what are the non-creature spells I have in hand that I'm going to mm-hmm. use this turn. Um, can any of them give evasion? No. Okay. So instead of paying for the double strike, I'll instead pay to give them flying and uh-huh. then still do my other stuff. So at least I'm getting damage through and making them unblockable. I Got think it. that's yeah. where you kind of make the decision. I don't think you're doing flying and double strike. I think you're kind of choosing one or the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I think that I, I agree with that. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the yeast package, and then we're going to hover to the spice. And uh, Tuck, what, what'd you pick? So we don't have Swan Song. We don't have Tempt with whatever, the new one that like counters a spell and gives them two treasures. But we do have a modal one-drop counterspell. I don't know if this card's good or not, but Steel Sabotage for three cents has some potential. 
One blue for an instant. Choose one. Counter target artifact spell or return target artifact to its owner's hand. I put in the spice because I don't know how big of a premium artifacts are going to be in this format, nor do I know if the outside of like the odd equipment, pinion wings or whatever, if there's going to be any artifacts that are worth bouncing. I just like the fact that we do have a one drop instant spell that can counter and or bounce something, but very linear in its use. I actually think it belongs in the hops. Really? Only, only because I don't think the counter is actually ever going to happen. Mm. I think the bounce to bounce as we've talked about and, you know, we didn't talk about it, but, you know, the equipment that give your creatures flying, I think we're going to see a lot of that across our decks. Sure. It's a one drop. I'm going to get prowess. I'm going to be able to get my double strike. So even if there's nothing threatening, I could turn this into a yeast card. Okay, I'm just going to bounce your equipment that's not attached to anything. Pay my two double strike prowess. Let me go in and smack you for a bunch of damage. Ah, okay. Interesting. So I actually really like it um, because it's so, I think if this was three, I would agree it's a spice and probably cuttable. But the fact yeah. that it's one mana, I don't, I'll bounce your treasure token. Just yeah, give me make you burn it. Why not? Right. Up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I was, I was on the fence about it, but I'm glad you like it and thought it's worth the three cent investment. What do you, what do you yeah. got out of spice? There's some wild ones in here. We're running ashore. Uh, we got run ashore. Oh yeah. So uh, four colorless blue, blue instant, uh, basically cyclonic rift, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> in this format, it might as well be. Choose one or both. The owner of target non-land permanent puts it on the top or bottom of their library. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. I look at this as like a two for one. It is six mana, but if I don't have a way to give Shuyu an evasion and I need to hit someone, I can essentially get rid of two blockers mm-hmm. with this. Yeah, um, And that's what I really, really like about it. Six mana is a lot, but it is instant speed. So I, and- I think it's worth it. And it's on theme because it says choose on it. That is true. It works there. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the spice section. Now we're just going to head over to the bottle capping. And these are just going to be my cuts and adds to the deck that are going to be under a penny, under two pennies, and under three pennies. Nice. So, Tuck, for my under penny. Yes. Let's go ahead. And I think we're just going to have to cut and just be that guy. Sorry, he's making me use Moxfield, people, and it sucks. <laughs> Having to scroll up and down to try to find things. Where the hell is this? The anticipation's right. killing Finally me. found it. Jesus, I'm so tired of Moxfield. Um, so I'm going to be cutting Swirling Torrent. Okay, sure. Five colorless blue, sorcery. I could kind of end it there. That's why I'm cutting it. I'm yeah. not having a six-drop sorcery in here. That only does this. Choose one or both. Put target creature on top of its owner's library. Return target creature to its owner's hand. It's literally the card we talked about in the spice, um, the uh, run ashore, but at sorcery speed instead of instant speed. Yeah. I, you're not, listen, every single card that's in the spice, I put it there because either I don't think it's going to be an ace or because it costs a million mana. So well, you know, the thing that I'm disappointed about this card is that it's only for creatures. So it's effectively mm. like I don't know, like worse because Runashore yeah. is just non-land permanent. So and yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cut anyway, it. we're we're gonna cut that for a card. The biggest issue I saw with this deck is that if people keep getting rid of Shuyun, I'm screwed. Yeah, there's sure. like five creatures in the deck. So I need to cut some of this 
overcosted stuff for more overcosted stuff, but I need it to be creature. <laughs> so we're going to be adding in Gargadon. Oh, five okay. colorless, red, red creature beast. It's a common. It's a seven five that you can get for a penny. It has trample. Great. But here's the thing that I like, guys. Suspend four. I could pay a colorless red and then exile this from my hand with four time counters on it. Beginning of each upkeep, remove a time counter. So basically, I suspend it. Four turns later, I get to cast it for free. I like it because it gets me a trample. It's a 7-5. If Shuyun's like too expensive or I can't maximize it, I got a 7-5. I can now start attaching growth things, flying. Sure. Um, you know, all of that to it. Plus, the double strike. It's not just shoe you, and I can target it on this guy. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. So this just turns into, if you run out of your evasion spells, this just turns into your commander, but not deal yeah. commander damage, right? But still, like, a giving him plus two, plus two to nine and double strike, that's brutal. 18 mm-hmm. trampler? That's insane for a common. Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm here for it. There's, there's also... I think it's funny that they did complete the Gargadon cycle, because we do have greater Gargadon and lesser Gargadon. So there you go. There you go. I'm here for it. Under two pennies. Read the tides. You're getting out of here. Six mana. Sorcery. It's a common. Choose one. Draw three cards. Return up to two target creatures to their owner's hands. Six mana at sorcery speed for for that effect. It's just a little too rich for my blood. But it does say choose on it. So that's that's why that one made the cut. So the, the trend you guys are seeing is just... The justification, it had the word choose. Mm-hmm. Well, my Correct. justification for this card, and it was two pennies, it now says three, but I think my three penny one is actually two pennies, so it all yeah. works out. Yeah, it all works out. Still on the train of need backup damage creatures. But this one, instead of trample, has a bit of Shu Yun similarities. Oh. Glorious Enforcer. Five colorless, white, white. Also for Modern Horizons 2. Wonder if there's a pattern. <laughs> Shocker. It's a creature angel uncommon. Five, five. It has flying and lifelink. Wow. At the beginning of each combat, if you have more life than an opponent, it gets double strike until end of turn. <sighs> Pretty solid. So, I mean, that's going to get you a lot, a lot of life. Seven mana is a lot, but we're cutting a six mana for this, so I, I don't right. think it's that off. But the fact that it has flying and lifelink, life totals are going to be a premium because everyone's going to be dealing damage. And I like the fact that it didn't say you have to have more life than your opponents. It's just an opponent. Opponent. So yeah. I can just, oh, it's kind of like the uh, Orzov, Strixhaven, Bre- uh, not Brea. Um, Brina. That's uh, Brina. The commander that, so the, the deck that you have? Yeah, well, I, I couldn't remember Brina, Brenga. So it's kind of like reverse Brina to where it's like you're always wanting to go after you, you need someone to always have more life than you. This right. is one where it's like, no, I need to make sure I have more life than my opponents. Um, so what do you think of Glorious Enforcer? I'm here. I'm here for it. I think like, again, turning. I don't I think Shu. one of the reasons why Shu Yun is so good is because he also is kind of like an enchantment, right? It's kind mm-hmm. of like a perforos isk ability that you can do this on your big beefy creatures. Um, so. Even if you can't get in and you want the lifelink, you can now start dumping things onto Glorious Enforcer, get your life back while reducing people's life totals. So yeah, I'm here for it. I wish it had, I this would be way too good. If it had Vigilance, I think it'd be way better. Way but too good. That's, that's way too good for a three cent card, right? I think if it said this, if you have 
more life than your opponents. It has a double strike. If you have less life than your opponents, it has vigilance. I think oh, that would have been kind of yes. cool. And that would also be like a choice card. It's modal spells. Yeah. So that would have been even better. Well, for the big kahuna, I'm cutting Supreme Will. All right. So, yeah, it's just for, for three mana, and I get it, three mana, and no one else is going to be able to pay three mana for their, their spell. I don't think there's going to be anything groundbreaking enough in this type of format that it's like I have to counter. Sure. Um, and, and it's five cents, which is a big, which is a. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, it's quite well, a good because this one's actually, it says it's three pennies as well. So I, I worked, made it work. Um, we're lacking haste. Yes. Consistently. Crystal Slipper solves that, doesn't it? Crystal. Colorless oh, is that the red? red artifact equipment from that trash set, Throne of Eldraine. God damn it. <laughs> Equip creature gets one also and has haste. Equip for one. Pretty solid, yeah. Not How'd bad you at miss all. This? I because I was I got to the point where I needed I only had twenty I I had how many I had? I had twenty-five slots left and twenty cents left in the budget. So I was scouring through things that cost a cent just so I had sixty-four cards in the deck. You didn't have to spend up to a dollar, like a dollar. You could have spent less. I think your deck I capped it ninety cents, eighty-five cents. I but like that's the thing. All these you choose cards all cost six, four, five cents. Like that's a lot in this in this format. And if anything, I am the master of the bits. Uh, this card is. I think this card is definitely very good here, and there is no haste. I was trying really hard to find it, and I just couldn't figure it out. So I think having something that's repeatable. I think I think to make this deck run a little more efficiently, you really have to have that good mix of haste non-creatures, repeatable effects, that sort of thing. Because one of the things I'm worried about is you just run out of gas. Then you're like, what? Right? Like, you don't have Rhystic Study or anything to bail you out of drawing more instant spells. And I love this because it ties more into Steel Sabotage. As people try to remove Crystal Slipper, I can just bounce Crystal Slipper with Steel Sabotage back to my hand to protect my haste. So I hate this. I how is it possible that no matter what episode we're in, we're still we're still haunted by this goddamn set? I'm actually surprised you didn't try to figure out how to get Crashing Drawbridge in. I thought about that was one that was on the list. Is like that could make the cut. Um, and there's another shoot. There's another Ooh, model card that was cents, though. Ooh. Twenty-eight cents. A little rich for my blood. Yeah, no kidding. Not in this world. No, no freaking shot. Well, guys, that's the end of the episode, but we would love some feedback on whatever consumption platform you watched us on. Maybe you did it on our Twitch and YouTube live stream. Maybe you're catching it on the recording on our YouTube channel, or you're listening it the old-fashioned way through chisel and stone. I mean audio. Um, Make sure you follow us, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. All of that stuff's appreciated and helps the algorithms. But if you'd like to, you know, A... Reach out to us if you'd like either Tuck or myself to appear on your cast um, or gameplay videos. We've had some different creators reaching out to us. Or you're just a fan and you want to chat about the deck, here's how you can do it. You can reach me at Mr. Combat Number 5 on Twitter. I'll spell that except for the 5. Big Tuck, do you have a new bit for the summer? Uh, I do. That For those who have been tuning into our uh, live streams, I am trying to get everyone to hashtag get handed. So you can see me on Twitter putting that pumping that bullshit all over the place at Big Tuck tweeting uh, on the Twitterverse, and I did just post something today that I'm pretty proud of. So go and check that out if you can. From I'm really scared that in like two or three years, some like 
alt-right group is going to pick up get handed and it's going to like link back to us <laughs> and we're like the founders of this in, oh, in, God. Fi- in five years they're like oh mr tucker impressive resume you know uh we're really looking forward to the cto position now our researchers found that you have 1700 posts on twitter that have hashtag get handed do you have anything to say about that for yourself and you're like uh get handed yeah i guess i guess my only response to is also hashtag get handed so you can go figure that one out well if you guys would like to see where all of our content gets posted look for updates and stuff and just kind of uh see what the og that started our channel is talking about you can always follow him at cmd tower and twitter as well um we will have the article youtube twitch video audio all that stuff posted at cmdtower.com slash bnbe145 basically just type in candle trap moment of heroism destructive tampering tower.com now also remember you can support us a myriad of different ways pun intended uh or patreon patreon.com slash cmdtower etsy.com just type in cmd tower into the uh search bar or abyssproxyshop.com just be sure to use code cmd tower for 10 percent off all of those ways are ways that you can help monetarily support our channel so that way we can invest back into it. Um, whether it be the things that we're doing for Magic 30 Vegas, uh, the increased content, having different creators come on, having different patrons come on, all of that stuff is really appreciated. So, Tuck, we had a say yes to the white elephant gift or whatever we want to call this, <laughs> um, the Shu Yun deck. I'll give my impressions first. Yes, please. I like the deck. Um, it it gives me a way to do combat in a way that I enjoy. So you did great there. I think you did the best you could with budget. It was I'm tough. definitely afraid because I think I've only seen like four ways to either produce a treasure or get a land for my deck. So I am a little scared. And then I got one one or two guys that maybe taps for a mana. So I am deathly scared that I'm going to have to pass turn, pass turn, pass turn. Okay, now I explode, and then I have to pass the turn for three turns to like save up the mana or get the cards. So I am a little worried about that, but I think I, my mindset's more in a traditional game of Magic opposed to the world that we're going to be in. So right. I'm uncomfortably excited. I think this, listen, I... I, I had seen Shu Yun before. I'd seen this played many different times. It was a deck that I thought about building many times. It's never got around to. Uh, I think that this deck is going to be really good. I think it's going to be extremely strong. I think that you're going to come out of the gate screaming, and I don't know if anyone's going to have the resources to try to keep up. So that's my hope, at least. I wanted to build you something that gave you the modals, that gave you the different opportunities, that gave you something that you can do hopefully every turn. So I'm really excited. Uh, I, I can't wait to lose this deck horribly when you shotgun me with all the yeast cards that we talked about in a single turn. Whatever. So, I'm, I'm more looking forward to you like Space Godzilla-ing me to death with Stuffed Bear. I did. I swung in. When I played that deck, I swung in with Space Godzilla for more damage than I think anyone else at the table until other people just won. So <laughs> I had someone on the ropes. On the ropes. So do you think if you had not been in a normal game of Magic that you probably would have won? I got second. And I, okay, so this is, I know we're kind of done with the episode, but I wanted to, I wanted to kind of give my thoughts on the dollar deck things um, while we go into it. So one of the side things that's funny about playing a dollar deck in a normal power thing is there was a lot of people that had like exile cards from your library until this, 
discard this many cards and that sort of thing. And when I told them I am playing a deck that costs a dollar, there I can't tell you how many times at the table they were like, I know he doesn't have shit in that deck. I know he has the shit in his hand. I couldn't possibly care what he's doing. He has this one commander out and nothing else going on, right? Like, I th- so I think it's it, it, it's interesting to play a deck in that sense, which is why I'm never going to tear the one that you gave me down, right? A, because I don't need the snow-covered lands, I guess, or I can just go buy it myself. But yeah. I think that's I think that's like the kind of funny part about this when, you know, if, if you go to the table and you say, I'm playing a five, people a lot of times will be like, you're full of crap. No, I don't. Whatever. Right. Like and then they get up on you. But this one, just these decks being the way that they are, the best cards in the deck for us, the the must haves are like maybe OK in other decks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think that's why that's that's what's going to be interesting continuing to play these against other pods versus ones that are all in the same plane level. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, think... I, get, I in, in the deck, when you played the dollar deck that you gave me, you were never in the commanding lead so far out from everyone. Right. You were just like consistently playing consistently yeah. in the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I, I was never, I, well, there was some games where they were like, he's the threat. So I actually <laughs> did scare the table. Um, but no, I mean, for the most part, I, I think these dollar decks, you just kind of live in the median. And that's what, yes. you know, Marketing Ross and I talked about when I won with his dollar deck that he let me play. Because um, that was shocking that I had won that game. And he was just like, do you feel like you won just because everyone ignored you? And it's like, kind of. But at the same time, if you're playing someone with a dollar deck, you don't want to focus all your resources on them because it's a dollar deck. Exactly. Like focus on the person that may have omniscience or skull sure. plant or something like that that's a lot more impactful to the game. So it I almost feel like playing a dollar deck using our term makes the table have to play modally. Yes. To where it's oh, like for sure. I I can't ignore them, but I have to focus on these other people. Exactly. And and like they're all naturally dripping with sweat, right? So it's like, it's one thing if someone's like, oh, this is a new deck. It's, you know, it's kind of out there. It's got some weird themes versus like there was one card in there that won me the game because it was three colorless, a green and an instant and destroyed a flyer or did win me the game, but it kept me in the game longer, which is unplayable normally. Right. So it's, 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 I didn't have high expectations with this. Uh, This is way too much of a gimmick even for me, but it was really fun. And there was, and I think it's, it's a very nice change. That being said, my intention is to build the most expensive say yes to the deck deck for you for the next round that we're doing this in the next two weeks that I could even shovel together. Well, um, you'll have some competition. I'm actually pulling up yours. I can't remember what its budget was. Oh, I mean, it's not too bad. Fifteen hundred to two grand. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. All right, guys. Enjoy your weekend. See ya. See you later. For everyone out there on the